0: with me, would you, as we begin. Father, we want to say thank you for the opportunity to come around your word. We believe that it is life, it is health, it is strength, it is freedom. And Lord, we're not just believing for some ordinary time. We're believing for a supernatural intervention. We are believing, oh God, that people here tonight will have A moment that will change their lives. I believe, oh God, that you are one who responds to our expectation. As we reach out in faith, we believe that you will respond to that faith. And so, Father, we believe tonight that as we reach out with our hearts and with our lives, that you are going to meet us at the point of our faith and bring change and healing and hope and freedom in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. So as Leah's already said, um, we are uh, launching today our uh, series to do uh, with um, release. Mark preached an excellent message uh, this morning, and that is available on podcast. Uh, You can uh, get a hold of that, and I recommend that you do. And I'm speaking, obviously, on the same subject matter, but taking a slightly different line of attack. So I want to start with a scripture from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 36, which says, So if the Son sets you free, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. We're going to revisit that quite a few times during this, uh, but uh, I want to start by saying, you know, I'm actually not very good in tight, small spaces, uh, you know, there are some people who love going potholing and all that kind of thing, that's not me, I don't like it. And um, I remember uh, some years ago when I was leading the training school here, actually, um, we took a missions trip to a place uh, uh, called Cusco in Peru, and uh, there, uh, it's a fascinating place, actually because they've got uh, ruins that are are man-made structures and no one actually knows how they managed to hone the rocks uh, because uh, they are honed together, they are built without concrete and can shift with seismic shifts and all that sort of thing. Quite fascinating, ancient civilizations. And I don't know whether you can relate to what I'm saying but there are some things that if you'd known you were going to get into something you wouldn't have gone there and we were being led into a situation I had no idea where I was going. If I'd known, I might have said, I'll meet you the other side. But um, we were led into a place between these rocks and literally, without hint of exaggeration, I was pinned with one side of my body to this side of the wall. The other side of the crevice was scraping my back as I'm edging my way along. and. Some way into that, that journey, I was having to talk to myself and tell myself, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Because I felt a sense of panic arising in me because I didn't know how long this was going to last. I, was th- I don't like it. I want it to stop. But, you know, I've come too far to go back. And uh, the, I don't know how far I've got to go. Anyway, as you can see, I did eventually uh, come out the other side. And what a relief that was it is an amazing feeling to know freedom and release slightly different but similar in a way the night i gave my life to jesus you know i wasn't brought up in church i was uh, wasn't brought up in the things of god but uh, i i came to church it's a long story in itself and I uh, found myself lying on my bed one night in my flat. And I caught out uh, on the Jesus. I just, I wasn't even sure was there. And I said, you know, uh, Lord, if you're there, I think I want to believe in you. But if, if um, you want me to be a Christian, I want you to take away this habit of smoking. And I felt, I'd smoked for years. And I tried to, I tried to um, uh, give up smoking and just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't and I, I did for a while, I succeeded for a while and then I went back to it. And, uh, and that night I felt within myself uh, that what I've come to realize must have been the Spirit of God that said to me, you will never smoke again. I just wanted to uh, say uh, right now, I, I felt that I had a word of faith for someone, that if you are battling with a tobacco addiction tonight, I want to say to you, if you can believe, I believed in a moment something shifted, something changed. I never smoked another cigarette. And here I am uh, 30 odd years later and I've never smoked again. And I just believe I've got a word of faith for someone right now. That you, if you've got an addiction to tobacco, you can walk from this place and never pick a cigarette up again because you are free in Jesus' name. It was an amazing feeling. It was an amazing feeling to be free. Why? Because I had been enslaved by that. They say that, you know, um, you don't smoke. It's the cigarette sm- that smokes. You're just the sucker on the end. Hey, okay? Everyone's a winner. The old ones are the oldest. Um, but the, the, the reality is I was enslaved to this thing. I remember having convinced everybody that I had given up smoking, and, and now I was so filled with pride that I didn't want them to know I'd failed. I was like leaving, living this secret closet life as a smoker, getting off the bus several stops earlier and uh, smoking the cigarette and filling my mouth full of polos before I got home just to try and conceal this, this, this addiction. I, I, I had started off making choices. I had started off with deciding when I smoked, eventually it became the master. It ruled me. It took over my life. And that was the sense of freedom that that Jesus brought into my life. You see, release is about being loosed. It's about being set free. It's about coming out from under bondage. So if the Son sets you free, this is, This is a different kind of freedom. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. It says something similar uh, in 2 Peter, which I was just talking about. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. People are slaves to whatever has mastered them. It doesn't have to be Uh, something like smoking, if you are are mastered by something, if something is in charge of you, where once you were uh, in charge, you decided when you did it, but now something, something rules your life, something has taken ownership of your life. In fact, that word mastered actually means to be overcome, to be inferior to, to be conquered by. Have you been conquered by something? you started off thinking that you were the master and you've ended up the slave. You have been conquered. And yet, we are led to believe through Jesus that the Son has the power to absolutely set us free, to liberate us with a freedom that that cannot be compared. In fact, Romans 8 verse 37 says that, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In order, in other words, I, am, I don't have to live uh, conquered. I don't have to leave, live overwhelmed. I don't have to live overcome. I, I can live in a place knowing that because the spirit of the conqueror lives in me, I am more than a conqueror. I'm not, to be a conqueror would be great, but the Bible says I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves God. Me, that is a really powerful thought. Jesus gives us the relation, the the revelation that because I'm more than a conqueror, I'm not only released from, but I am released to. You see, I I do think that sometimes as, as Christians, we can live in a place where we are released from, and that forms our it forms our testimony, and it's phenomenal. I know, I used to do this, I don't do that anymore. I used to go there, I don't go there anymore. I used to have that issue, I don't have that issue anymore. And that is amazing, however, I think the problem with that thinking can be, if you take it to an extreme, that Christianity just ends up being that we are now a slightly better version of the person we were. I used to do all that kind of stuff, but now I don't do it anymore. So now I'm I'm a better person. Now I'm a good person. But that the, 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 the fact that I'm set free from something, as amazing as that is, is not the end of the story. That's just the beginning of the story. I'm not set free, just set free from, I'm set free to. All that stuff was hindering me, stopping me becoming the person that God wanted me to be. That was all the enemy trying to trip me up, trying to take me out, trying to kill me, to stop me getting to the things that God has planned and prepared for me. So I believe that part of my walk with God is that I have to discover what I'm released to, I know what I'm released from. But I also need to be released to. I believe that truly free people, truly free people. Truly free people, truly free people. In other words, if I am truly free, I can lead you into a place of freedom. a leader should be someone who doesn't just talk about freedom but can lead people to freedom it's not just about it's not just talking about the menu you know you can have you can have the best waiter in the world you can have uh, they, they they can come to the table and they can talk to you about tonight's special. The uh, the uh, leg of lamb roasted in uh, in aromatic herbs and spices and Mediterranean salt rubbed into the skin and then it is slow roasted and served with a melody of vegetables. What is a melody of vegetables? A melody of vegetables to delight the taste buds. And you can, I don't know why I'm speaking in that accent, but just some uh, makes me feel more like a waiter and, uh, yeah, and it is an absolute delight but the waiter is poetically describing the wonder of the food and yet they lack the skill to deliver what they are advertising as leaders we, we, we are not only called to poetically describe the possibilities we have to deliver we have to lead to a place Of freedom. The only way you can lead to a place of freedom is if you yourself are truly free. You've experienced freedom. Knowing the theory is not the same as being free. You can know the theory and not be free. Trying to live free is not living free. By the very fact that I'm trying, Means that I'm not. I just believe that God offers us something better than trying to live free. He actually, he actually. you see, the thing is through, through grit and determination, through willpower, I can overcome some things. I can, I, you know, the, 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 we have each one of us here the capacity just in our will to resist. The human will has great strength. However, that is not freedom because though in my human will I can stop doing something I can you know it, it, let's let, let, I don't know let's say out of my human will I can stop I can make a decision I am not drinking you I will not do it however the fact that I'm not I've made that decision does not mean that I'm walking free because that thing can still have a hold on me There can still be a pull towards it, I have to live in a place where I'm resisting you. I'm not having you, I'm not having you, I'm not having you, I'm not having you, I'm not. and that's where I live. But that, that's not the kind of freedom that I believe God has got on offer to us. God has got the kind of freedom where I even forget that's there. Sure, sure there may be moments of temptation, but I have the power through the name of Jesus, because I am more than a conqueror in His name. I have the power to to say, "You, you don't have power over me. I don't belong to you, I belong to Him. He is my Lord and Master, He is my Savior. I am not a slave to you. And that is the difference. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. That word indeed simply means truly in reality. As point of fact, it is the opposite to what is pretended, fictitious, false, or conjectural. In other words, the kind of freedom we're talking about is, I don't have to pretend. Because the truth is, I can. And what a dreadful place. What a dreadful place to fit in. I pretend to be free. To fit in, I go through all the actions of freedom. I talk like I'm free. I live like I'm free. But inside, I am still a prisoner. The freedom that is on offer through Jesus is not about putting on an act. It is real. It is genuine. It is authentic. And much more than just getting free. This is about Staying free. How many of you know it's one thing to get free? It's another thing to stay free. Jesus has the power to give you the ability to get free and give you the ability through him to stay free. See, the reality is that our own weakness, habits, mental conditioning can lead us back into captivity. They can lead us back into the prison. But if my mind is renewed, I need to remember that those same things that can work against me can work for me. Because I can develop habits that will lead me to freedom, not away from freedom. I can develop habits of thought that will lead me to a deep relationship with God, not further away from Him. See, Acts, Acts 2, verse 24 says, But God raised Him from the dead, freeing Him from the agony of death, because it was impossible. Say impossible. impossible. It was impossible for death to keep its hold on Him. You see, death could not master Jesus. It could not take possession or seize him. Why? Because Jesus is life. Death could, death could grab him, but it couldn't keep him because he's life. In a similar way, Ephesians 4 verse 8, therefore he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to man. I love that. Jesus took captivity captive. That's because Jesus is life And Jesus is freedom. Jesus is life and Jesus is freedom. So when we talk about freedom, it's it's not just about the fact that it's something we can have. It's not just something, it's someone. Jesus is freedom. Jesus is life. Jesus is freedom. I've got freedom. I've got life living inside me. I've got freedom living inside of me. That's that's why, that's why captivity is taken captive because with freedom living inside me, I don't have to be taken captive. I can live at a completely different level. I don't have to live my life with all my energy just trying to be good, just trying to be good, just trying to be good, just trying to be good. Do you you not see, do you not see that this way of living is just another way of getting you to live small. I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna do that, I'm just gonna be good, I'm gonna be good, I'm gonna be good, I'm gonna be a good Christian. I'm gonna be right, I'm just, it's just another way of living small. And I just believe that the freedom that God offers is so much greater than that, in Jesus name. It's like, that's done. That is done. I don't have to think about that stuff anymore. Now I can live to a completely different level because he who the son sets free is free indeed. You see, if freedom lives inside me, then that freedom has the capacity to influence the environment, Because it's not just, it's no longer just about me, it's no longer just about you, it's about Him living in me. It means I'm no longer a slave to my environment. I don't have to live just accepting where I walk or what I experience, because greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. And I have the capacity through Him to influence the environment around me. That means that you, as you go into your office, as you go into your classroom, as you go into your school, because of the one who lives inside of you, you have the ability to influence that environment. You know, I think think that's why the devil wants us to live in that place of, of, um, you know, oh, I'm gonna be good, I'm gonna be good, I don't wanna do that, I don't wanna do that. Because whatever we're thinking on that, We're not thinking about the environments we can change in Jesus' name. He's got us distracted with all that stuff that he's already sorted because it's a very dangerous thing to have a woman of God. It's a very dangerous thing for a man of God to realize, hey, the one living in me can influence this environment. The one living in me can change this environment for good. Let me draw your attention to a set of events that took place in the book of Acts. Although we're not reading it, what happened here to Paul and Silas was that they had, in Jesus' name, set a slave girl free from a spirit. And for various reasons, the whole town was in uproar, uproar and upset. And, um, And what had happened was that they'd been severely beaten and they had been put in chains and they put their feet in stocks. It was a very serious um, situation. And we break into the story that, that they've had that day. They have seen God move in a powerful way, but they have paid a terrible price in their bodies because of what God has done. And so there they are. They're sat in chains, in feet in stocks, backs bleeding, sore, in pain. Verse 25 of Acts 16. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened. And everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself, just press pause. That's because in those days, the keeper of the prison were responsible for the prisoners. And if they escaped, then the same penalty that was, going, was due to the prisoners, came on the prison keeper. So he was just short-circuiting, short-circuiting the process because he knew he was going to be killed, so he thought, let me do it myself. Press play. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. And then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before. Paul and Silas, and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour in the night and washed their stripes, their wounds. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. See, I want to say that Paul and Silas went into that horrendous environment, but they were not influenced by that environment. They could have been dominated by their pain. They could have been overwhelmed with fear and uncertainty. There was the environment here in their pain and the anguish of the moment to take a real nosedive. Yet in that moment, the grace of God enabled them to influence their environment instead of allowing the environment to influence them. You know, I, I really believe, I'm speaking to someone. I know I'm speaking to me, but I'm speaking to someone tonight, that, that you do not, you are not subject to your environment. If you could just grasp the greatness of who it is who dwells inside of you and your capacity to unleash change in that environment. You are not held by red tape. You are not held by that man, that woman, that organization, that edict. You are not held by that stuff. Greater is he than is in you than he that is in the world. And there is nothing and no one that can stop what God has placed inside of you doing what God intends it to do. But you need to trust and pray and believe that it is more powerful than you ever imagined. You need to take your eye off all the issues and all the problems. You need to stop feeling so overwhelmed by the mountain you stand in the shadow of. And you need to understand that through God you can speak to that mountain. And see it cast into the sea in Jesus' name. You see, they They prayed. In that environment, the the thing that they did to influence it was they prayed and they worshipped. Could it be that our ability to pray and our ability to worship is the true litmus test of our freedom? Could that be an indicator of how free I truly am? They they found a place in that environment to release prayer and release worship. And through prayer and worship, freedom, Jesus, freedom rose up and influenced the environment. We see that it manifested as an earthquake, freedom invaded that prison. We haven't got time to go into too much detail, but just notice these things. All doors were opened, all chains fell off. Not just Paul and Silas. You can imagine Paul and Silas, because they had done nothing wrong. But there were people in that prison who deserved to be there. There were people in that prison who had done something wrong. But even their chains fell off. Because when freedom invades, it doesn't discriminate. Everybody is set free in that environment. The keeper of the prison supposed, quite rightly, when he saw the prison doors were open, that everyone had fled. Why? Of course he did. Of course he was about to kill himself. Of course he thought everybody had fled because that would be the normal thing to do. If you have... If your chains have fallen off and the doors are wide open, you've got your moment of opportunity to run for your life. Anyone in their right mind, inverted commas, would have taken that opportunity. Unless the atmosphere of freedom inside the prison was greater than the freedom you would try and run to outside the prison. Everybody stayed in the prison because suddenly they felt more free in the presence of God than they ever had in all of their lives before. Now they were tasting true freedom. Isn't that amazing? That there was more freedom in that environment than anything they could have run after. Everybody stayed they felt more free in prison than they would have running away. You see, Paul and Silas were in prison and in chains, but they were free men. And because they were free men, neither the prison nor the chains could hold them. You need to understand that. The freedom in you is far greater than any prison or any chain that may try and seek may try and take you captive. He who the Son sets free is absolutely and utterly free. So to be released, to walk in release means that I walk free from the influence of past mistakes. It means that I walk free and I'm positioned in a place to grow. It means that being released, I give myself permission to walk free from what others have said about me and what I've said about me. To live life free from limitation at a different level. Because it's not just about being free from... Released from. It's about being released to. What are you being released to? I recently read a story that I want to just share with you. Because I feel that it underpins what I'm trying to explain in regard to being released to. A shepherd in looking after his sheep As he walked around the field, one day he heard a strange sound coming from the grass. When he investigated, he noted that it actually was a lion cub. Obviously, he was immediately afraid, because whilst the lion cub looked cute, mom must not have been far away. So he backed off, and he observed from a distance, but he noted that the mother never returned. So he took the lion cub in, and the lion cub grew amongst the sheep. With the passing of time, it became a fully-fledged lion. One day, on the horizon, another lion came into view and roared as only a lion can roar. And as you'd expect, all the sheep scattered, including the lion who had grown up amongst the sheep because he saw himself as a sheep. One day, it was a hot and windless day, and the lion went to drink from the watering hole. As he stooped to drink from the watering hole, he saw something in the reflection of the water that he'd seen on the horizon. Of course, we know it was only' reflection, but he, afraid, ran, because he didn't recognize who he was, because he thought he was a sheep, like the sheep he'd grown up with. Amazingly, in that moment, the lion came onto the horizon and roared again. And now something stirred within. The lion had grown amongst the sheep because he realized he wasn't a sheep. He was a lion. And he had a choice. Does he stay here in the comfort of the known? Or does he venture out to discover who he was, who he always really was, to become who he's always meant to be? I want to say that some of us have judged ourselves as sheep because we've walked among sheep. And yet there is something in us that believes we're more. We hardly dare believe we're more because no one is treating us like we're different and, and we seem uh, in ourselves just maybe a little bit weird looking, but hey, you know, we, 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 we can do sheep really well because that's all we've done. But there's something deep inside of us that says I am meant to be more than this. There is more for me than I am presently experiencing. Could it be that we have been trained by those around us with sheep-like behavior and sheep-like relationships to believe that that's all we are, a sheep? Could it be that it's time to stop thinking like a sheep and start walking like a a lion. Are there. Influences. That you need to leave behind. Because you can't walk. With the sheep. And be the lion. That God intends you to be. I want to say that there is a lion. Who comes onto. The horizon of our lives. He is the lion. Of the tribe. Of Judah. His roar from the cross, it is finished, reverberates through the generations. Deep calls to deep. Is there something deep inside of you that says, I am more than the things I have become? I want to say to somebody, could it be that you need to be released From the boundaries of your own success. Because those boundaries of success have defined you. The praise of the sheep have caused you to settle for less than God intends for you. Maybe you are bigger and far greater than even your greatest success. Could it be... That what you define as freedom right now, in truth, is captivity? Could it be that what you define as success right now is mediocrity? Could it be that we've allowed ourselves to be defined by the language of limitation rather than prophetic possibilities? Could it be? that we need to shake off suppression and oppression and embrace the freedom for which Christ has set us free. God is calling the lions out. He's calling the lions out. There is a roar that's going out and he's calling the lions out. You're not meant just to walk amongst the sheep. There's nothing wrong with the sheep. It's nothing against the sheep. It's just that you're not called to walk amongst the sheep and you can't stay amongst the sheep and walk as the lion God intends you to be. There's a roar. There's a roar, there's a roar inside of you that has been suppressed and and it needs to be heard. There, There is a family that needs to hear that roar. There's a neighborhood that needs to hear that roar. There's a city that needs to hear that roar. There's a nation that needs to hear that roar. For too long, we've been defined by the sheep because for too long, We have walked amongst the sheep, but God is calling us out. God is speaking release over us. The roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah is crying out. And we are saying, do we stay here? Do we stay amongst the familiar? Do we stay amongst what we know, amongst the comfortable? Or do we venture out? And believe that there is more. Do we dare to walk in places we've never walked before? Do we dare to take hold of things we've never taken a hold of before? Do we dare to take hold of God like we've never taken hold of God before? There is more. There is more. There is more. There is more. There is so much More, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle for less. There is so much more. You've been disappointed, you've been let down, and you've got a tendency to hold back because you don't want to be disappointed again, but the devil is a liar. Keep pressing in, keep pressing in, you will not be disappointed. There is more than you have ever experienced. God has a plan to surpass your wildest imagination. He has a plan to do more than you dreamed is possible because He is looking to put His love, His grace and His power on display. It is time to be released. It is time to be the man that God has called you to be. It is time to be the woman that God has called you to be. It is time to stop playing safe. It's time to stop playing in the sheep pen when you are meant to walk as a lion and roam as a lion, as bold as a lion, as courageous as a lion. You know, I felt as I was uh, between the services, you know, Uh, it's been recently talked about but heart, heart church heart, heart if you want to know uh, what heart is in French it is cur 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 is the word from which we get courage from courage and I do believe that as much as heart is about love and it's about reaching out I believe that God is wanting us to walk in courage He's wanting us to be bold and courageous He's wanting us to walk with courage, trusting, believing. It's gonna take courage, people. It's gonna take courage. Don't, 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 don't think it's gonna be easy out there. Don't think that it, it's gonna be rough out there, but His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. You, 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 your strength is not, but His strength is. Great is His strength in you. It's gonna take courage and boldness. Rise up, rise up, rise up. Be released rise up and become all god intends you to be in jesus name 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 will you pray with me a moment will you pray with me